Do scents evoke memories and transport you back to being on the beach during your favorite vacation? I know they do for me. Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil smells like summer or the beach in Aruba, bottled with all natural uplifting notes of mango, mandarin, grapefruit, lime, and cypress. But it's not just about the elevated scent. This body oil is clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and deeply moisturize, leaving skin silky and soft. It delivers that coveted post-vacation glow, like you just returned from a tropical getaway. And right now, you can get 10% off your first order with our code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. I love Osea's Andaria Algae Body Oil. I use it every single day and I have for so many years. It makes me feel silky smooth and just glowing. This body oil is rich but never greasy and clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity. It visibly firms your skin, leaving you more sculpted and toned. No wonder I feel so great after using it. But it gets even better. With Osea, you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Osea's products are clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. They are a women-founded company that has been making seaweed-infused skincare for over 28 years. So bring on summer. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean vegan skin and body care at Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code YOGA at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use the code YOGA for 10% off. Do you ever have to send money to another country? If you do, then you need to know about TransferWise, the cheaper and easier way to send money abroad. TransferWise was founded by two engineers, Tavit and Christo, who frequently needed to send money to family and friends across the globe. They felt trapped by the big bank fees and bad exchange rates, and they wondered, what if we could connect with other people sending money internationally and bypass the banks entirely? That was six years ago. Today, a community of millions use TransferWise. There are people sending money back home, businesses paying suppliers and freelancers getting paid. The list goes on. TransferWise gives you a great exchange rate and low fees. But what I really like is that the folks at TransferWise are all about how much money they save people, not how much money they make off of them. That's people like you who now have extra to spend on more important things. Because no one ever said, it's important that my bank gets some extra fees out of my life. See how much you could save at TransferWise.com or in the TransferWise app. Again, that's TransferWise.com. TransferWise, as in I'm going to do something wise today. TransferWise.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. I am speaking to you today from a very interesting space. So the physical space that I've found myself in right now, it's, uh, I don't even know how to explain it. I record these podcasts every week and because I live my life on the go, I travel a lot, um, I don't really have one solid you know, place where I'm at every day of the week. Um, I sometimes record these podcasts from really interesting places. So last week I recorded in my tiny little apartment here in Stockholm. The week before I was uh, in Erland, an island outside of Sweden where I was overlooking the ocean. It was beautiful. And now this week, I am in a tiny little meditation room <laughs> uh, located at our new co-working space in downtown Stockholm. So we're sitting at this super cool uh, co-working space called Norsken House on Bidejalsgatan in Stockholm. And it's absolutely amazing. Like this co-working space is 
oh, everything is green, everything is glass, you see the sky from inside, and they have facilities for everything. Um, whether it's like there's a beautiful production room, there's a silent space, there's Skype booths, uh, there is a meditation room, which is, of course, my favorite piece, and then all of these kind of meeting rooms and conference rooms that you can rent uh, and sit in. And we're here, or 108, uh, our online yoga platform sits here, or actually it's now becoming something much greater and bigger than that. But I had to record the podcast today, and I didn't know how or why to do it, so I just brought my stuff, and I thought, you know, I'm going to find find a space to make this happen. And it led me to the meditation room. It's super tiny. There's cushions all around. There's yoga mats in here. I mean, it's kind of interesting that this is where I find myself on a day like today. And as I'm speaking now, I can feel my eyes are welling up. <sighs> I feel like I need a good cry. Am I the only one who needs like a good cry? Okay, I'm crying now. <laughs> I've just had a really, really shitty night like a really challenging week I don't know what's going on in my life but <sighs> mercury and retrograde I don't know what's going on I think I'm just gonna take a moment now and, and let myself cry a little bit so I just came from the shittiest night of all time like of all time ever um I talk a lot about my baby in these podcasts and I got I got a comment the other day from someone that said something along the lines of, oh, I miss when you were just yoga girl and, and you would share inspirational things and, and yoga every day and I, I would come to your account and feel inspired to practice and, and now it's just baby. And it really, okay, I'm, I'm in kind of a low space right now, not feeling amazing. So it really hit me like, oh God, like I've become one of those moms that just shares photos of her baby every single day. And I decided when I got pregnant, I'm not going to be that mom. It's just, I don't know how to not post photos of her every day. And also, I don't want to fake anything. That's the challenge here. I'm really sitting in the space where I feel it's challenging because I am this yoga girl person. I want to be this yoga girl person. But right now, I'm mostly just mom. And even that sentence, just saying that like that, it makes me cry a little bit. I'm mostly just mom. So I can sense there's pain in that for me right now. This new identity of mine or this new, I mean, it's new since five and a half months that I'm mom. And... It's the most beautiful time I've ever experienced. Like she's, my baby has just blown my heart wide open. Like everything is beautiful. I love her more than life. But it's also really challenging, you guys. Like it's really, yeah, it's really, really hard. And I was telling someone the other day, a friend of mine who was like, yeah, I, I don't want babies. It's just... All I have to do is sit with one of my friends who has a baby for five minutes and I know, okay, it's just not for me. I, I know I could never go without sleep. I couldn't have my life like disrupted in that way. Everything changed. Like I, I need my space and my way. I, I don't think motherhood is for me. And I told her, I said, you know, the challenging part about motherhood, at least in, in my book, is it's not the logistical stuff. Like it's not just the 
yeah, sleep deprivation is really hard and, you know, and my time is not mine anymore. I can't just let a drop of that hat decide, okay, I'm going to go to yoga. I'm going to do this. I'm not the master of my own universe anymore, but I have this tiny little being that's more important than everything. So everything revolves around her and how she feels kind of dictates my day. Um, but all of that stuff, like all the logistics of it, like whether or not she's eating or sleeping or changing diapers and all of this, like that's not the hard part. The hard part about being a mom is this overwhelming sense of responsibility and this overwhelming love. Like the love is... (sighs) This is going to be one of those podcasts where basically I just sit and cry. So I I really appreciate that I'm able to do that. I'm, I'm recognizing that right now. The fact that I can record a podcast every week that hundreds of thousands of people listen to and I feel safe enough to just sit here and and cry and still share that with the world. I really appreciate all of you for listening and and this community for being so welcoming. I don't feel like I have to fake it or pretend or, you know what, let's talk, have a podcast about something super exciting that I did this week or blah, blah, blah. Like I have exciting stuff I could talk about and things we're doing and Maybe there's a TV show that we're creating and a new new line of mala beads that I'm making and like new offices that we have and all this exciting stuff, like relaunching things. (sighs) I'm not feeling any of that (laughs) right now. I'm feeling totally overwhelmed. I'm feeling totally exhausted, like so exhausted. (laughs) And whenever I cry, I get really snotty, like... Uh, I blow my nose a lot, so maybe that's what's going to happen now. No, but what's hard about motherhood, it's this overwhelming responsibility. So, for instance, last night, last night was a shitty, shitty night. We've had already weeks, like several weeks at a time of not really sleeping well. And this is showing up for me. Um, I'm able to deal with, I'm able to mentally kind of power through anything like anything. <laughs> and that's, that's, I don't know. I, I don't, I think it's a good and a bad thing. So I can be going through something really horrible, really awful, really intense, have the shittiest day of all time. And I can still put on that kind of face of, you know, work or, um, yeah, like, like I've done that a lot of times where I do like TV interviews or I, I, I'm teaching a class for like hundreds of people and I'm not feeling great, but I can still put on that face of, hey, let's focus on you. And I kind of direct the attention and awareness away from me. Um, and it's something that since I became a mom, I'm not so good at doing anymore. <laughs> I mean, there's a new level of, of vulnerability in me that, that I don't want to lose. I don't want to feel something and then just because I'm in the meeting with someone who maybe isn't in the same space as I fake it you know I'm, I'm really sick of, of, of pretending I just I want to feel what I feel in the moment that I fucking feel it and I want to surround myself only with people who are okay with that like I don't want to have a meeting with someone who who would be uncomfortable about the fact that I'm having a rough day if I'm having a rough day or who wouldn't um, like me to bring my baby for instance with me to that meeting or I don't know. I, I'm I'm sick and tired of putting on that face of like business and let's do this this way or pretending that everything is awesome, even if it's not. And also the other way around, like if I'm super joyful and happy, like I want to, I want to be silly and childish and, and just like, I don't want to really wear this 
face of what you're supposed to do or what you're supposed to be in social situations. <laughs> I don't know. Is that weird? I don't know. Okay, I'm losing my, my train of thought. But I have this mental capability to power through anything. And the sleep deprivation stuff, it's wearing me down. Like, holy fucking shit. And I, I'm not sure if this will resonate with anyone who isn't, who doesn't have kids, because I couldn't have imagined in a million years ever this, this, I, no, no, no. And I'm not the type of person who's like really into sleep. Like sleep has never been a huge thing for me. I'm not one of those people that like wants to sleep all day or have a really hard time getting up in the morning. I just, you know, I, I, I always haven't, it's easy for me to fall asleep and it's easy for me to wake up. And I just sleep is like part of just what the day is but I'm not attached to sleep um my husband for instance is extremely attached to sleep <laughs> um and if he has to wake up and do something in the morning but he doesn't feel ready to do it maybe um it will show up and be challenging for him for the whole rest of that day like with the baby if he's up at night with a baby the rest of the day you can really see that in him like he's like a zombie and for me I, I never had that issue and I could never imagine that issue being a thing like I could go out and party all night or like dance all night and still get up at seven and do yoga or teach a class and like be totally fine. But now it's been weeks and weeks of not properly sleeping. And it's getting to me. <laughs> it's getting to me on a level that makes me just want to like curl up in a little ball in a corner and just cry, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm in this weird little meditation area of this office where around me there's thousands of people or I don't know, hundreds of people being really busy um, just outside this door and then I'm in here crying recording a podcast <laughs> and I'm starting to realize that when you're sleep deprived nothing works like and nothing works everything just starts falling apart like all around me and I get really sensitive to things I normally wouldn't take seriously. So like that comment I got the other day of, oh, like I'm so sick that this is like a, um, a baby account now. Or like this is a baby space. This used to be inspiring. Now it's just baby. And I got so sad about it. Like I felt so, oh, no. Which led me to this thought of like, okay, I'm just a mom now. Which is really not like an accurate thing really not an accurate thing to say just a mom like there's no such thing as just a mom like being a mom is probably the greatest like greatest role I'll, I'll ever carry like this is probably the I mean it is it's the most single most important thing I'll ever do in my life so it's not just being a mom but I guess what I'm trying to say is a part of me really misses these other parts of myself that I used to take for granted like the person who gets to practice a lot of yoga like I miss that so much I miss it I miss it I miss it the person who feels really good in her body um, I miss that so much I have so much pain in my body right now I can't even describe and it's all relating back to sleep so because she's not sleeping and trust me like we've gotten all the advice we've tried everything uh, and I don't know if it's the fact that like we haven't had a solid routine because we're traveling or she's just like she's teething and she's not feeling good or I don't know, like on a good night, a good night, she wakes up maybe three times in the night to feed, to eat, uh, which wouldn't bother me normally, but because I'm never really rested, like those three times are like, oh, it's so hard. It's super painful. And that's a good night. 
on a bad night, like yesterday, she's up from 11 p.m. to 5 a.m. Like, we were up literally the entire night. And she's crying, and she's crying. And I don't know why she's crying. I don't know what's wrong. I don't know what it is. Like, we, we fed her some, um, she had some potato yesterday for the second day in a row, just a little bit. Maybe her stomach was hurting. I don't know. Maybe she's teething. Maybe she's just pissed off. I don't know. We, I've had two days in a row where I've been working really like at the office. She's been with Dennis like full days. I pump so she has milk throughout the day, but it's the first time that she's really kind of been without me in the day. Maybe she's like, maybe she's missing me. Maybe she's not feeling safe. I don't know. Like I can go round and round of like, what is wrong? Why isn't she sleeping? I don't fucking know. But fact of the matter is she's just not. And it's killing me. <laughs> It's killing me and it's making me question everything around me. And last night she's crying like she's in pain. And she fell asleep again and she's up again and she fell asleep again. And then finally she's just awake. And then we had like an hour, I think, middle of the night, at least an hour, where she was just silently awake. Um, but I couldn't put her down. Like I was just standing in the room holding her at like three in the morning, just swaying side to side, just, you know. And this not sleeping, it makes my body ache in a way that I've never experienced like I have pain somewhere in my body every day of the week everything hurts everything hurts and I also think when she does fall asleep it's like such a fragile sleep and it becomes so important that she stays asleep that whatever position I'm in in bed I just freeze like I'm scared to move my limbs at all because if I make any noise she might wake up and then everything starts over again so whatever position I happen to be in when she falls asleep I freeze like that and I sleep in the most, I mean, it's not even, I don't think I can call it sleep. I'm like dozing off half, half asleep in these weird positions. So I have a pain in my lower back, insane pain in my lower back, my upper back, my shoulders, my neck. Like I can't really turn my head side to side. And then I'm realizing now this is just every day. It's not like I threw my back out and I have pain and then it passes and I'm back to normal, which is normally how my back pain shows up. It's every day I'm aching every day something hurts all the time and then I make it to like one yoga class and 90 minutes of yoga is not enough to offset like 12 hours of shit in the middle of the night of just like being tense and oh, I can feel all this tension of not sleeping it's just carrying it's gathering in my body and I'm carrying with me throughout the day and everything just hurts so I miss that I miss being a person who feels good in her body that has a body that feels spacious and strong and just not achy everywhere I miss that I miss being a person who has control over her own time I miss that I really do and also part of it what I was just just touched on that the challenge of, of being a mom so this overwhelming love like sometimes I don't know what to do with it and that's scary The love is so intense, it's almost, it's almost it's too much. Like, I don't know, it's almost uncomfortable, like how much I love this tiny little fragile being. And now she's starting to move around, like she's almost crawling now. I mean, she's, and all day, like no matter how hard our nights are, all day she just smiles, like she's the happiest, happiest baby. It's like she, <laughs> I don't know, there's no gray area with her. Like it's like really shitty nights, really awesome days. So no matter what's been going on at night I wake up in the morning and she just lifts her little head and she looks at me and she beams like she's happiest like baby ever I don't know what's happening 
and this overwhelming love it's like it's a new level of it's a new level of living i guess i mean i've never lived before with a sense of like that that saying you know like you have your heart living outside of your body i mean i love a lot of people like i love my husband i mean holy shit i love my husband so much i love my family i love my sisters my mom my dad I love our dogs, like our animals. Ringo has always been like my little baby. The love I have for for my loved ones, it's it's huge. It's massive. It's 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 so powerful. But the love I feel for this tiny little child who refuses to sleep and smiles all day long, it's a scary level of love. And at the back of my head all day long, like all day, no matter what I'm doing, I kind of have it at the back of my head, like, what is she doing? Is she safe? Is she okay? Is she happy? Is she crying? Even when I'm not with her. And when I'm with her, I'm just so immersed in her. And it's it's weird because it makes me put all my own needs aside, like they're not important anymore. And then the longer I do that, of course, the shittier I feel. And I'm at a place right now where I just think I need I need to change something. Like I need, I don't know. I don't know what I need. I need, I don't know. I'm trying to figure this out. I need to I need to get back to a place where I feel good in my body and where I can sleep and feel rested. And I don't know how to arrive at that place. I don't know. I wish I could just tell my five and a half month old baby girl, please, let's have 12 hours of just solid sleep. Just one night of like a night of sleep. And then, then I'm good. Like then we can like, rock it again (laughs) I'm just not getting that time and people keep telling me like you're supposed to sleep when your baby sleeps you need to rest whenever she rests sleep in the day I can't I've never ever in my life been a person that can nap like I've never taken a nap in the day in my life I don't know how to do that I can't sleep on planes I just I can't sleep in the day it's just it's just not my I'm just not able to you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl Shopping can sometimes be tiring and fruitless. Have you ever found yourself wearing clothes with holes or stains in them because you don't have the time to shop for a replacement? Or your size is fluctuating and your clothes seem to always be either too loose or too tight? As a business owner and mother of a baby, going to a clothing store is the last thing I have time and energy for right now. Even regular online shopping is a total game of quickly guessing and hoping something is going to work out. Well, you can take the time, the challenge, and the uncertainty out of your shopping with Latote. Latote is a personalized box of brand name rental clothing and accessories delivered right to your door. Latote's experts are your personal fashion assistants, finding you your perfect fit better than any other retailer can. If you're expecting, check out their maternity totes. Now, you don't have to buy maternity clothes that you'll wear for only one month or less, but you can actually return them. Go to latote.com, that's L-E-T-O-T-E dot com to get started for as low as $39 a month. Enter promo code YOGA at the checkout and get 50% off of your first month. Once you sign up, you'll receive your completely customized tote within days. Choose between one or unlimited totes a month. Just wear what you want and return everything in the mail when you're done. It's that easy. Again, that's latote.com. Enter code YOGA and feel fabulous with fashion delivered right to your door. Sometimes in life, skepticism can serve you well. It can save you money, keep you from wasting a day at a timeshare presentation, and help you avoid spreading gossip. To be honest, when I am faced with a new scenario, I usually tend to be a skeptic until something proves me wrong. And if you're like me, you can probably spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away and read labels like it's your job. That's where ritual comes in. 
They know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds your standards. Their clinically backed Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin has high quality, traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. Take two delayed release capsules per day that optimize your body's absorption and you'll get nine key nutrients. Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. On top of that, Ritual multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified B Corp and made traceable. I take my vitamins every morning with breakfast. It's part of my daily ritual and I feel so good doing it. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash yoga girl. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash yoga girl for 25% off. So no matter how exhausted and tired I am, I'm just like lying there awake, even if I'm trying to nap. So I guess the the bigger challenge here is is the sentence I spoke at the beginning of this podcast that made me immediately cry, like being just a mom. Yeah, I don't want to be just a mom. I want to be a mom. I love being a mom. I love my daughter, but I also miss I also miss my life. <laughs> is that a horrible thing to say? Am I going to get like lynched on Instagram now by an angry mob of mothers? Um, am I allowed to say that I miss my old life? Like there's a, there's a lightness and a kind of, with my old life, I could be as irresponsible as I wanted. Like no, there were no repercussions to that at all. Like if I wanted to stay up all night and do nothing and watch Netflix or go out drinking or work like an insane person for 20 hours a day, like however I chose to spend my time, whether that was good or bad, um, the only person who would ever suffer from that was me that's 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 really the thing there's no big repercussions to anything now everything I do really um it vibrates through my baby girl so I'm yeah I'm I'm not I'm not it's not just my life anymore and I I think I'm never ever gonna be alone in that way again and I think that's really hard I think that's also why I don't have I don't have space in the day to sit and just feel so it actually takes me like a frantic day. Okay, so shitty, shitty night. I told you all about that last night. I get up in the morning. She's smiling and super happy. And I'm so thankful I have a husband who's like, oh, he's just rocking it <laughs> these days. He's, oh, we've had, we had a really challenging couple of weeks, a few weeks back. Um, it was hard, really hard for me when he was training for Ironman. So Ironman, if you don't know, it's like, it's the most insane like physical feat ever <laughs> where basically you swim four or five kilometers and then you bike 180 kilometers and then you do a marathon after that. Um, it took him 14 hours to do it. Um, and the cutest thing that he said ugh, almost made me cry. He said at the end of it, when he was running the marathon, he was running slower and he was walking because he didn't want it to end because he loved it so much. And I can I can see that now, like him doing the Ironman, that was something just for him. Like no one else was involved there. Like it had nothing to do with baby or me or family life or work. Like that was something that Dennis got to do for Dennis. So even though it's like this crazy hard physical feat, he tried to stretch it out because he didn't want it to end because that was his own time. And that's so extreme. 
Like, are you serious? Like, you know, do we have to go to these extents of, of literally becoming iron men or iron women to feel like we have time for ourselves as, as parents? Like, I don't think it's supposed to be that way. I'm also trying to cut myself some slack because this is the first time we're doing this and it's only been five months and, you know, we're figuring it out as we go. I'm assuming it's going to get easier and then harder and then easier again. But yeah, that's that's what he did. But now Iron Man is over and he's super, super immersed in babies. So even though the, we had the shittiest night of all time, like he wakes up and he's smiling and making jokes and, you know, <laughs> like Lea Luna is lying on the bed just cracking up like having a super awesome time and he's like laughing with laughing at her he's like huh you're pretending like last night didn't even happen huh <laughs> like <laughs> last like 10 hours don't even exist now like look at how happy we are and just it's all fine but I just feel so shitty in my body so I knew this morning I had a meeting at 11 I had a meeting with a tv network um I almost canceled it because that's how crappy I felt and then in the end of the day I'm like no I'm gonna I'm going to go, I'm going to go do this. Also, at some point, I got to record this podcast. <laughs> so I might as well get out of our apartment and do that. And then because I'm feeling really crappy, here's a, I was trying to think today, okay, if I'm going to really just tell the truth about how I'm having a really crappy time right now, how can I make that somehow like give whoever's listening like a little nugget of inspiration? Because I don't want this podcast to be me complaining. And then that's it. <laughs> Like it's me complaining, cut to a commercial and then I'll complain a little more and then <laughs> and then I'm out. Like, no, um, I'm hoping that this vulnerability and just me opening up for what is every single week, that it allows you, first of all, to not feel alone. Like that's a really important thing to know that, you know, maybe it, maybe it's a nice thing. Maybe it's a good thing for you listening, just hearing me <laughs> ranting about stuff that's hard because I know people don't generally do that in regular day-to-day -day life. We tend to highlight only the things that are working and everything that's beautiful. And I try really hard to share the not so beautiful and the shitty stuff too. And especially with the podcast, it's definitely a deepening of that. So I hope, yeah, I hope I can, I can leave at least with a little bit of inspiration for something. So what I was thinking was, okay, when I have a crappy day like today, what do I do? Like, what are my automatic go-tos to help me feel a little bit better? And I was looking at that this morning because I I just left the house and I did everything like on autopilot because I'm a zombie. I don't even know. Like, I looked in the mirror just now. I went to the bathroom and I was like, oh, I put makeup on. I forgot that I put makeup on. <laughs> I'm fully operating on another level of, of, of just life right now. Um, but so what I did was in the morning, we put on music at home. That really helps. Our favorite music uh, is Harry Belafonte. <laughs> I don't know if anybody's familiar with him. Uh, we decided or we found out when Lea Luna was really little that if we listen to like old school Calypso music, she really like it really calms her and it would like make her stop crying if she was cranky. So that stuck. So we listened to that uh, a lot. Um, Harry Belafonte has this song called Deo. It's the banana song. If you I mean, you know come Mr. Tallyman, tally me banana, you know what I'm talking about? That's our go-to song for whenever she's cranky. So the whole family, like everybody, we play that song like a couple times a day or a week. We all know all the lyrics and we just like, sometimes we just text each other like emojis of bananas. <laughs> That's, and then we know we're thinking about her. Anyway, we play that music. So just playing music in the morning when you're having a really shitty day, 
so simple and maybe it's like ridiculous that I'm even saying it, but it does change the vibration of the space that I'm in. Like it really does. Um, especially silly songs like, like that, like really works. So we did that. Um, opening up all the drapes, opening the windows, getting like fresh air in. All is an automatic thing that I did, which is also really helpful for clearing space. Um, and then <sighs> I felt my body and I had so I have so much pain, my shoulders especially. So what I decided to do was just dress for how I'm feeling. So dress to feel better, which kind of means I want to wear yoga pants and like a s sweater or whatever, like just something like nothing all day. But then I know when I'm out and about and I'm at these offices where everybody's dressing up and I have meetings, like I'm also going to feel shitty because I kind of look like shit. So it's not going to help. So what I did is I compromised. So I put on my favorite yoga pants, which are like really stretchy pants that I wore in the beginning of my pregnancy that I love. And then I put on a really nice dress over that. And then I skipped wearing a bra because the bra makes my shoulders feel worse. So I put on like just the tank top underneath and that works. So I'm, I look like I made an effort today, but I really didn't. <laughs> I'm sitting right now, like I'm in kind of half Lotus recording this and I'm really comfortable. So I'm in clothes. Um, yeah, that I, I feel like I look good in because I have a pretty dress on, but I can still like drop down and put my legs up the wall or do a down dog or like right now, like sit in Lotus to record this podcast. So being comfortable is a huge thing. And then I'm thinking about like the past few days, like I haven't given myself that space. I've had a lot of important meetings. So I kind of dressed up like Stockholm style, like in Aruba, I would never, ever think to bother ever. But in Stockholm, because it's a city, I automatically like I'm putting makeup on in the morning and I'm like doing my hair, whatever that means, to fit in. And then yesterday I had so much pain in my shoulders and I was wearing this really uncomfortable like thing. I don't know why. Like what, what's what's the purpose in that? I don't want to I don't want to live like that. No. So yoga pants and dresses is a, is a good, good one. And then I put some makeup on that I forgot that I did. But that kind of that kind of helped. So at least it looks like I can face the day. Um, and then after that. I grabbed a green juice because I know I need to fuel my body with something that doesn't make me feel like shit. But I also know like in a day like today, I need like I need something sweet. I need coffee. Oh, I need to just like not give a second thought to what I'm putting into my body. So it's kind of that same balance, like the yoga pants with the pretty dress. <laughs> I had a green juice and then immediately a ginormous cup of coffee and a little chocolate bar. <laughs> that was my breakfast. Okay. Green juice, coffee, and chocolate. <laughs> oh, it's really interesting. And I did all of this kind of mindlessly, just, just on the go. Um, but it's helped anyway. It's really, really helped. And then I had this meeting this morning and I had to start my meeting just being super honest, saying I've had a, the shittiest night of all time. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a zombie. Like, please forgive me if I'm not making any sense or like I can't have this meeting run too long because I'm going to pass out. Um, and just opening with that space and that truth, instead of sitting, dragging through some boring meeting, um, waiting for it to end, not really paying attention because I'm a zombie, uh, they could all understand and just kind of wrapped it up and did everything really quickly. And, you know, they had kids too and, and everything's fine. So, I guess the advice, I mean, I don't know, am I giving advice right now? I'm just kind of sharing how I did my thing on a shitty day today. I guess speaking the truth about how we feel is a huge game changer, right? It really, 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 really is. 
Um, so that helped me move through some businessy stuff this morning. And then I decided I'm supposed to be writing today and I have a bunch of th things to do and a giant inbox full of emails I have to do. I'm not going to do any of that at all. I'm just, I'm just going to go up, go meet up with Leah Luna and Dennis and we're going to maybe go to a museum or maybe go to the park, go have a Swedish fika, which is basically eating sweets while sitting down in cafes endlessly. My favorite thing to do. Um, and I'm just going to cut myself some slack today. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Life is supposed to be a journey of seeking and discovering the big meaningful things. Love, purpose, experience, not trying to find your keys. Eight years ago, Tracker changed everything when they released their first ever tracking device. And now they've done it again with the all new Tracker Pixel. With Tracker Pixel, you'll never worry about losing your things ever again. It seems like the question my husband and I ask each other the most these days is not how are you, but have you seen my phone? <laughs> Baby brain is real, people. With our busy schedule and little girl, I've seriously considered putting a tracker not just on our phones and our keys, but also on my shoes, my pants, yes, I forgot where my pants was once, and also Lea Luna's special stuffed animals. We use one on our dog Ringo's collar whenever we're out for a walk since he's the master escape artist, and it's kept my mind much more at ease. Tracker Pixel is the lightest Bluetooth tracking device on the market. Place Tracker Pixel on whatever you tend to lose, so your keys, your wallets, even your dog's collar. It's small enough to fit anywhere. Whenever you misplace an item that has a Tracker Pixel attached, you can use your smartphone and a 90 decibel alert will help you find it in seconds. It even has a powerful LED light so you can find anything even in the dark. Lose your phone? Just press the button on your Tracker Pixel and your phone rings, even if it's on silent. You can even locate your item if it's miles away because every Tracker user is part of the largest crowd locate network in the entire world. Tracker's 30-day money-back guarantee means you truly have nothing to lose. So... Go to thetracker.com and enter promo code YOGAGIRL to get 20% off any order. That's T-H-E-T-R-A-C-K-R.com, promo code YOGAGIRL for 20% off. Thetracker.com, promo code YOGAGIRL. And if I were to reflect at the end of the day, and I know this, like what helped me feel better after a really shitty night, um, I know this podcast is going to be at the very top of that list. And here's why, and I keep coming back to this, I feel like every podcast we talk about this, but sharing is so important, like it's the most important thing. If you've ever taken a yoga class with me or come to a retreat or a workshop, you know that I incorporate sharings with strangers, like in everything that I teach all the time. So sitting face to face with a stranger, um, opening up about a theme while someone else holds space for you. So it's not a conversation. It's not advice giving. It's just sharing. Um, and that's exactly what recording a podcast is like if you do it alone in a weird meditation room like I'm doing right now. Um, when no one is sitting in front of you kind of guiding the conversation or asking you questions or um, even like sympathizing or saying, yeah, I agree. I know exactly what you mean. Um, it's always cutting them off a little bit the other person or it's always in a way dictating where that conversation goes or where that sharing goes but when it's non-reactive or when it's all alone like this um, it takes us places <laughs> and things come up that we maybe didn't know we were sitting on like for me just now I, I'm having a realization of I don't want to be just a mom and how do I know that there's truth in that because my voice quivers a little bit and I and I feel myself like I could cry right away I, there's truth in that statement I don't want to be just a mom hmm. 
So maybe there's a way that you can enter a similar space with me right now. Maybe right after this podcast. Like, Do you have the space either to on your own? I mean, doing a sharing like this, if you're all alone um, and you're not speaking into a microphone like I am doing right now, but um, journaling on a theme is a really, really good thing to do. Um, So just expressive writing, just putting pen to paper. Maybe it begins with, today I feel like... (laughs) something as simple as that and you don't let that pen leave your, your paper um, until 10 minutes have passed and you see what comes out of that um, and I, I love that type of exercise that type of journaling exercise I do them a lot sometimes it means that I write the same thing over and over again like I don't know what to write I don't know what to write or this is stupid or like ugh, everything is blah like I don't know it's just nothing comes out for a while um, but the more you write and the more you just continue writing and you're just writing and breathing, it becomes almost like meditation in, in action. And you'll be surprised at what comes out, like things that we carry throughout the day that we're just, and I don't know why that's the case. I want to change that so bad. I want to change that so bad. Why do we have to accumulate stuff? Why is that the normal? The normal is that we accumulate stuff, everything, all the time. And I teach and practice this like for a living, like the sharing, the vulnerability, the opening up, the yoga. And still it's fucking hard. Like still it's really, really hard. Why do we accumulate? So I'm accumulating right now, like weeks and weeks of not sleeping. I'm accumulating tension in my body from not feeling good. I'm doing a lot at the same time. I'm working really hard. And I guess I'm just also holding on to this notion of I don't want to be just a mom. Maybe there's there's fear there in me like I'm, I'm scared I'm gonna lose myself I'm gonna lose that part of myself that isn't a mom everything I was before and everything that I still am like I'm still all of those things I'm still Rachel like I'm still who I am there's just an added dimension to my being now which is also being Lea Luna's mom and right now that dimension is taking over everything and it's making me lose parts of myself that I need to feel good in who I am so that's my challenge How can I incorporate that? How can I return to everything that I am, to all the important pieces and not become swallowed up in motherhood alone? That's my challenge. I didn't know that this was my challenge until I spoke those words out loud just now. So what is your challenge? What are you sitting on right now? What are you working on? What are you accumulating Are you able to find release? Are you able to find clarity? I guess maybe clarity is a better word. Can you find clarity through opening up and through sharing? And I mean, it's not that hard. Okay, what's hard is, yeah, and this is something that, I don't know, it gets, the only way for it to become easier is to practice it. What's hard is showing vulnerability. What's hard is allowing your heart to open. And whether that means like a really serious conversation with a loved one, allowing yourself to cry in front of other people, um, telling other people that you're not feeling great, like, you know, getting down on that level where you're just real. And then I guess we stop accumulating, or I guess it's possible to stop accumulating. I, I can see my uh, my timeline of accumulating stuff. <laughs> it's much shorter now than what it used to be. I think I had at least like a good 15, 20 years of accumulating everything that ever happened to me like I carried all of that and it was a rock that I carried on my shoulders every single day everything from 
um, from my parents divorcing when I was little to my stepdad dying to my mom trying to commit suicide to being bullied in school, a um, bunch of stuff, like everything that came my way. I just swallowed that and I carried it. And I, it was like I had a little backpack that I was just filling with rocks. And after, you know, 18, 20 something years, like that's a heavy backpack to carry. And I found that first release. It was through meditation, through yoga. Uh, it required a shitload of crying and releasing and also realizing that I was carrying these things in the first place because you can't really make that choice to let it go and to work with it, um, to do the work, to release it, unless you know that you're carrying it. So you have to have this other level of awareness, of consciousness to actually get to that place. So if you feel like you're walking around with a backpack full of baggage, full of shit, um, don't don't fret because the fact that you know that you're carrying this, it means you've already taken the first step towards releasing it go, releasing it and letting it go. But after those first 18 years or 20 years of accumulation, I released a ton, but then of course life happens, right? So you accumulate new things and then you release again and then you accumulate again. And I find those moments of actually being able to make a massive difference in your life, like a massive change where you really let something go where you really stop beating yourself up about things where you really let go of shame and guilt and you forgive people and you forgive yourself and and you have an epiphany of some sort or a life change usually that comes from going through something really really fucking hard like usually it starts in a painful place so for me I can I can trace these moments back into challenges like I can see um, my best friend passed away in 2014. I can trace a lot of opening in my life, a lot of beautiful things that I that came my way and a lot of changes that I made for myself, like a huge opening in my life. I can trace back to the pain that I went through and that I still feel um, in that loss. Every time something really fucked up happens, it's there to take you places. And it doesn't mean that everything, you know, everything happens for a reason. Like that's a stupid fucking thing to say and how can you even absorb something like that when you're in the midst of grief like it's really really hard but there's always a silver uh, there's always a silver lining I guess that's what I'm trying to say so if you're in that challenging place I want you to trust that it's taking you somewhere really good and if you're not in that challenging place right now maybe you're not moving through something heavy like like a trauma but you're in a place like I am like where you're just feeling kind of sort of shitty <laughs> Maybe it's a bad day, maybe it's a bad month, maybe it's a bad, you know, how how long can we walk around feeling kind of shitty before we do something about it? How can you inspire this this space? How can you inspire this low vibration to create an opening? What's the lesson here? What's the opening here? What's the learning here? So once I can establish, okay, I don't want to be just a mom. How can I make space in my life as a mom for all those other things? You know, what, is it, what does it mean? And I think for me, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's not just time away from my baby because I don't want to be away from her at all. I mean, it is, yes, I need rest. I need, I need, I need a good night's sleep. Like, I think we can all establish that. Um, but maybe it's incorporating, you know, into this motherhood, into this newfound dimension. Maybe it's more incorporating all of my other things into that instead of seeing them as separate. 
And I think also acknowledging the fact that this is temporary. Like she's not going to be this little forever. Um, every week something changes. And I know in a couple of months I'm going to look back and I'm going to really miss this time because it's never coming back. Like it's fleeting. <sighs> I have a little baby. She's almost crawling. Like how did that happen? How How did that happen? So I think that's the challenge of actually sitting and enjoying the moment as it unfolds right now, even the challenging parts, but also always keeping that awareness of being able to open up so we can make space for the changes that we need to make. And I need a change for sure. Like if I keep on going at this pace with no sleep, um, I'm not going to be here for very long, I think. <laughs> be here as in like be able to to hold the space and to record these podcasts and teach my classes and live my life the way I want to live it. I need to make that change. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I love a delicious glass of wine. It's one of my favorite ways to wind down the day or kick off the night. That perfect yummy glass really enhances the moment. Wink understands this. That's why they started their own company, to give you access to exceptional wines from around the world so you can have more of those moments. How do you select your wine? Do you always buy the same bottle or blindly grab something with an interesting label? I admit I have my few go-to bottles, but Wink has opened me up to new wines that I absolutely love. There are over 10,000 varieties of wine grapes known around the world. Well, why limit yourself? Wink will send you varieties that you never knew you would love with labels beautifully designed by local artists. Each bottle truly is a unique work of art, both inside and out. Wink works with your taste preference. So Wink will even introduce you to new, rare, and custom wines that are not available anywhere else and tell you the story behind each one. Just go to trywink.com, take a brief palette profile quiz, and Wink will recommend distinct and interesting wines that are customized to your palette, shipping them directly to your door every single month. All of Wink's bottles start as low as $13, bottles that could retail at $20 or more. You can get high-quality wine for nearly half the price with Wink since they work directly with the winemakers and have taken out the middlemen. There are no membership fees. You can skip a month or cancel at any time. And Wink has a 100% satisfaction guarantee, so you never have to pay for a bottle that you don't like. Right now, Wink is offering listeners $20 off your first order when you go to trywink.com slash yoga girl. That's trywink spelled T-R-Y-W-I-N-C dot com slash yoga girl to get $20 off of your first order right now. Trywink.com slash yoga girl. So for you in your life, I want to, yeah. I want to, and I get really stuck on like, oh God, okay, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm rambling now. I get really stuck on things that people tell me when I'm, when I'm not in a good space. So when I'm not sleeping, for instance, and I feel crappy, or right now I'm feeling like a semi-worthless in every other area, like I'm just a mom and I'm not feeling so good about just that because I'm not feeling good in my body because I'm not sleeping. But when people tell me things, I take them really seriously and I become really sensitive about things. So... One of the other things that someone told me the other day was ugh, like your podcasts all have kind of the same themes. <laughs> like I keep coming back to this idea of opening up, this idea of vulnerability, this idea of sharing and having that change your life. And then I took that to heart and I was like, oh my God, no, I need to make the podcast more versatile and more diverse. I need to have clear themes. I need to stick to the point. And I found myself like in a Word document, like outlining like how I should do my podcast because they're super important. And then I stopped myself like, what the fuck? (laughs) 
Who decides what this space is? I do. What dictates what I speak of every week? I do. And the idea of just sitting here and talking about whatever is showing up in my life, like that's a really beautiful thing. If you want to find an inspirational podcast with a super clear theme and awesome, like famous guests, yeah, there's a gazillion of those that you can choose. They're all on iTunes. Like, go enjoy. Um, I think what I'm creating here is something a little different. Um, and hopefully soon, I'll be able to invite you into a space digitally, so online, where you can do these types of sharings with me. Um, but more on that later. So, I would like to leave or end this podcast with a super clear ask of you. Like a really, really, really clear ask of you. Um, if you resonate with anything I say, and I think a lot of you guys do, because a lot of people listen to these podcasts, and even if I record something and I feel like, oh, what was that? You guys keep coming back and listening every every week. So I think I shouldn't second guess myself, but I should, should kind of own that what I'm doing here is important. And it's resonating with a lot of people. So I want to leave you with a super clear thing. Can you today, like please, 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 today, after finishing this podcast, can you sit with a person, anyone, anyone, and can you speak openly and truthfully about how you are feeling right now? Like, can you really do that? Can you really, really, really do that for me? So whoever comes your way first, if it's like a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a spouse or a friend or a mom or a dad or a daughter or a son, like anyone or a stranger on the bus station, like can you sit with someone and just take a moment and say, hey, I'd like to speak truthfully to you for a moment. I'm going through some stuff. Or if you're not going through some stuff, like can you just share how you feel today? Can you openly and honestly and truthfully have someone else hold space for you to share the way you held space for me just now. I would love I would love for that to happen and I would love for you to share that with me. Um, maybe send me a little email or, or shoot me a comment on Instagram and, and just see how that how that makes you feel afterwards. Does it change something in your day? Does it change how you perceive your life? <sighs> We're going somewhere. Okay. I wanna <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, but I, I'm kind of sensing that I'm I'm onto something really big, like really, really, really big in terms of creating space for healing on a global scale. Like I can feel like I'm touching on something and it's and it's huge. I haven't quite grasped it yet. <laughs> but it it's close. So I'm gonna I'm gonna end on that note, I think. Let's take a let's take a deep breath in and out. Thank you for holding space and please today try to find someone to hold space for you. Remembering we are all in this together. We all feel the same. <laughs> I love you guys. And um Let's see what next week brings. This just keeps getting more interesting. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. And thank you for holding space for me to feel. 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart. You can find these on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And of course, don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Huge thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thank you to my sponsors, TransferWise, Latote, Tracker, and Wink. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I will see you next week.